Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, it's Chris and Tatum. Yeah, we are so glad that you are coming along for the ride with us today. Hey, if you're new, we release a new podcast every single Wednesday morning. Yeah, we invite you, if you would, right now, come on, hit the subscribe button wherever you're consuming this content. Also, if you haven't yet written a review or rated this podcast, please, 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 it would mean a lot to us if you would write a review and rate it. It really helps the podcast be ranked higher and higher, so it makes it easier for people to find yes, it. Yes, makes us more visible. And uh, I do, I want to say a very big special thank you for uh, for those of you that share this out on social media. What you're doing is you're inviting other people to be a part of the Life Fellowship community, and together we are seeing lives changed, yes. and it's awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, I am uh, super excited about jumping into today's topic because um, we are going to be talking about our heart, and I'm asking the question, how's your heart? Um, I want to share a scripture with you that comes out of Hebrews 12 and verse 1, and just dive right into this, and it says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. So if you're going to be able to run in a race, you got to have a healthy heart. Yes, that's You'll right. never be able to compete or finish with an unhealthy heart. So true. Now, I mean, we're when we were at the gym and we were monitoring our heart rate to kind of make sure that it's getting healthier yep. and healthier. And those of you that are a part of marathons and you run, yes. Do you know that their heart rates are people who run marathons are like resting heart rate. Pastor Jeff, for example, it's like forty. His resting per minute, He's forty. He's cool as a cucumber. It's so slow because yeah. it's so healthy. Yeah. And those of us who are not runners, not me, like me, or me, mine's like yeah. High I, will, 60s. I will throw the weights around in the gym, but not. Yeah, <laughs> I can't run. But we don't run for like fifteen miles on the weekend. But if you're going to do that, you anyway, have to have a healthy heart. You do. If you're going to compete in this race for the lifelong race, and God has always been after your heart, and so is the enemy. He wants to pollute your heart, and so our hearts need to be. Right, especially in the culture that we're living in right yeah, now. Yeah, it's so easy to it, just get entangled in, yeah, into things, into blockages that stop our heart up. So if we're going to guard our hearts um, against these blockages, against sin or anything that entangles us, we have to know what some of those things are. What are some of those blockages? Because the truth is that you want to run your race. You want to finish the race that God has for you. And so let's get these blockages out. So these are some things that will slow your um, effectiveness down. Yeah. You you won't... Listen, God is with you. He's been faithful. He will see you through to the end, but you don't want to just, you know, kind of meander past the finish line. You want to... We want to run. We want to run, yeah. So let's get rid of some of these blockages that get into all our hearts. My heart, Tatum's heart. We're going to talk about them. Nobody is perfect. Yeah. Some of the things that we recognize have held us back before, maybe are holding you back. Um, So here are some of the ones we want to keep in mind. 
the first one we want to um, chat about is boredom. And I know for those of you... Um, Wait, so you're saying that boredom is something that will block your heart? Boredom will lull you to sleep spiritually, becoming just mundane, sort of bored with your Christian walk, bored with uh, Christianity, bored with the things of God, when they just become like not a priority and they just are, oh, um, do you know what I I think is one of the greatest reasons why Christians are bored? Are you curious, honey? Sort of. I'm wondering if you're going to say what I was going to say. Tell me. I'm curious. When we don't step into our purpose. Purpose. It's like one of the messages that God's given me. Like if, if you knew the purpose of God for your life. If you like believed it. Is that what you mean? No, not just, be- not like, just believe know it. it. Do then, it. Yeah, yeah. Step into it. 87% of Christians do not know their purpose. That's crazy. Or they're not in the midst of their purpose yeah. doing that. Yeah. They think one day, like, I know God's called me to do it, but oh, one day Chris I'll do it. can go do those things, you know, and Tatum can go do those things. But I'm telling you, uh, those of you listening, you have a purpose of Absolutely. God on your life. And when you are fulfilling that purpose... I mean, there's just not enough time in the day to accomplish all. I mean, you start thinking, life is too short. My yeah, life is but I a, can't get a, it all a, done a mist and a vapor. There's, there's like three billion people that have never had an adequate presentation of the gospel. Yeah. What I know about this... And guess who starts attacking you when you find your purpose? I know. See, the what? devil always attacks before God promotes. Yeah, he does. Always. And so for those of you that are being attacked right now... That's simply an indicator. Usually, yeah, an indicator God's about to promote you. There's something about to shift in the atmosphere, and if the enemy can stop it from happening, well, then he wins. So yeah, don't let him. Boredom let him. is a result oftentimes of not stepping into your purpose. Your purpose, yep. And I would say this about, um, for me, when I personally have felt bored with my with my relationship with God or sort of bored in my calling, it's it's often related to me like coming back to to my first love with Jesus. Like, honestly, am I am I really remembering him and prioritizing him as the love of my life? Or is he sort of just off to the side and is it something that's not prioritized? Because then life, then you become bored when you don't see Jesus as the reason that you are doing what you're doing, coming back to purpose. You just can get bored. And when you get bored, every parent of a toddler knows this. Like, usually they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get into trouble. And so with boredom can also come trouble when there's not a purpose, when there's not a vision, a focus, an assignment on your life. So let me say it like this. Your safest place is on the front lines. The safest place is on the front lines. Yeah. King David, when he was 50, he sinned with Bathsheba. 50. He was 50 years of age when that happened. Wow. Okay? It says that when all the other kings went off to war, David stayed behind. Mm-hmm. He wasn't where he needed to be. And because he was in a place of boredom, yeah. he was in a place of not in his purpose. He was supposed to be on the front he lines was fighting. To be fighting. Yeah, it led him down a path that he committed adultery. He had a person murdered. He created all these lies. Yeah, King David went down a bad path all because he was not in the place where he needed to be. Your safest place 
is on the front lines. Yes. Your safest place is, is invested into God's work, putting your gifts into kingdom circulation. So good, and babe. when we're not in that frontline place, yeah, we run that risk of just not fulfilling what God's called us to do. Well, it blocks your heart. You're not able to run the race that God has for you. So come on, everybody, get rid of the boredom. Come on, let's join the dream team and let's do a dream together. And I say it all the time that if you don't have a personal dream, that's okay. Come yeah. borrow ours yes. while you're discovering the unique purpose that God has for your life because it's more than go to work, pay the bills, go to sleep. Come so on, everybody. Come more. on, everybody. So much more. No, but it's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I started like I'm preaching. I love the energy. Okay. I want you to preach. Okay. Okay, let's go to the second thing. The next thing that blocks our hearts is disobedience. Okay, let's go on to the next one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, a, that's a big one. This is a big win. And sometimes I think as Christians, we can look at like small things, small acts of disobedience and dismiss them. But I wanted to just sit on this for a second and talk about even in the in- insignificant, even in the small things, how are we taking steps? every day to fulfill the spiritual destiny on our lives by choosing to hear God in certain situations. What are you saying, Lord? And then doing what he says. So years ago, I remember I was walking in a park and there was a piece of trash on the ground. I walked by it. I kept walking and I felt the Holy Spirit say, go pick up that trash and throw it in the, in, in the, <laughs> what is it, the garbage can. Yeah. And I kept walking, walking, walking. And finally, I kept hearing this. And I finally turned around, went back, picked up that trash and threw it away. And then I heard the Lord speak to me. He said, disobedience creates extra steps. Ooh. So if I would have done it in the very beginning, yeah, I would have not had all those extra steps. That's a great lesson. I don't know if I've heard you say that, babe. I've been trying to teach you this for years, <laughs> honey. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's pretty funny. I'm, ki- I'm kidding, everybody. Yeah, that's he's our, not. That's he our, loves me. But do you know something else I'm thinking of, Chris? We She's used actually to, holding um, my hand right now. I am. Just, uh, I needed yeah. to reach over and okay. I love you, even yeah. though you said that. Um, no, but seriously, something we used to say to our kids when they were much younger, um, but it applies to all of us as adults today, and that is that delayed obedience is disobedience. And it creates extra steps. Yeah, and it it matches exactly with what you were saying, but it's true. So even when we delay, that's actually, that's disobeying. When the Lord tells us to do something, we have to do it. And there's reason behind it. So yeah, God always sees the best intentions for you. Yes. So listen. Yes. Just listen. Okay? So um, trust Him with the small things, because if you'll trust Him with the small things, He'll give you bigger things. So even when He says, listen, I want you to step out and go uh, encourage that person or send that person uh, uh, an encouraging text uh, when when yeah. he speaks to you about areas of your life. Yes, it's because he there's something God wants to accomplish, and he's trying to partner with us to accomplish it. He's giving us opportunity. I thought of a story that I wanted to um, share um, years ago that happened. Chris and I were actually engaged, and oh, that uh, was a long time ago. Then I know how long ago was it when we were engaged, honey? You tell me. <laughs> no, I'm asking you. <laughs> that was what twenty two. Twenty two years, years ago. Twenty two years ago. Okay, maybe twenty three. Okay, coming up on yep. that. Anyway, listen, we were in a we were in a um, somewhere in a public space. I don't actually remember where, but I remember the the thing that happened is I was in the bathroom in the ladies' room. 
and a, a, a lady, a young lady, like in her 20s. I was pretty young too. Um, I was 19. This She was probably, I don't know, early 20s, comes into the bathroom and I'm sort of minding my own business, but I can hear her like wheezing, like wheezing. You guys know what that sounds like. I didn't know what it was. I felt like this girl's having problems. Like she can't breathe or whatever, but I'm just minding my business using the restroom. this was in the bathroom? Yes. Okay. I get out, I'm washing my hands and she's still breathing, like having, I think it's like an asthma attack, but I wasn't familiar with what it was. Mm-hmm. So I felt like the Holy Spirit tell me, go pray for her. And I was like, for real? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, Lord. Like, I don't know this girl and she doesn't know me and that, but she's having trouble breathing again. I feel the Holy Spirit, go pray for her, go pray for her. So, and I'm not telling this story in any way. I'm not propping myself up here. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of times when the Holy Spirit has told me to do something that I have disobeyed, if I'm honest. I've not always obeyed. But in this case, I did that. I said, can can I just pray for you? And through her like wheezing, she agrees. And I'm not kidding you. I watched that in that instant, in this moment that this girl's breathing settles. And she starts normally like she got her her breath again after just this 60-second prayer of me just asking the Lord, touch her body right now, open her lungs, heal her. And all, only reason I'm saying that is because, like Chris was saying earlier, when the Lord tells us to do something, it's because there He's partnering with us, wants to use us, to flow through us. And when we don't do it, yet yeah, there's a blockage that occurs. It, it's a it causes extra steps. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't think I've ever heard that story before. Really? Uh-uh. We were in Missouri. Really? Yeah. Wow. We lived in Missouri. Or some people call it misery. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> All right. Here's another one that causes blockage, and that's familiarity. So. Now, this past Sunday, I talked about that. You did. Yeah. We talked about familiarity and that uh, familiarity, the root word of that is family. Mm. It's family. Familia. Did you listen to the message? Of course, Chris. (laughs) No, you didn't. You were out serving. You need to come back and listen to them. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but it's family. Um, We've got to be people that one of the greatest places where dishonor happens is in family. And when we treat things with contempt, we treat things with familiarity, it causes this blockage because God honors those who honor other people. So true. I think it comes back to also us maintaining an attitude that is is thankful, an attitude of thanksgiving to um, to God for... The things that, like you said, family, that we often take advantage of. Those things in life that feel familiar. Anything that we are overly uh, accustomed to or feel equal to, mm-hmm. we have the potential of feeling the sense of familiarity to it. Yeah, which often doesn't recognize it for the value that it is. Okay, so let's talk about this for a second. Okay. okay? I just thought of this. What, what about the blessings that God has on us in this, in this nation, what we have? In our own lives. Sometimes we become so familiar with mm-hmm. it that we treat it cheaply. We lighten it. Yes. We forget truly the blessing of what it is to live in a home that's comfortable. Hey, do me to a favor ha- today on social media. Why don't you? I want to challenge you to do something. Okay, tell, tell us. Yeah. That. I'm going to challenge you 
write a post. I don't care what social media. Like a thankful post? A thankful post. I mean, this is the month of, you know, Thanksgiving. Put something out there. Yeah. Uh, just brag on God. Brag, brag on, on your spouse. Brag on your kids. Yeah. Let people know how thankful you are and tie it back to the Lord. That is a great idea, babe. Like, that's my challenge to everybody. Okay. Yeah. So share a post. Yeah. Things that you're thankful for that may seem... Familiar that we've become, become, yeah, just like take advantage of it because we always have it. And your heart is going to begin to pump again. That's right. Fresh and anew. A grateful heart when we remember all that we have makes us makes us grateful. So I am thankful. I'm thankful for coffee. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we say coffee is Christian crack, uh, but (laughs) we we I'm I'm thankful for coffee. Uh, I'm thankful for you, honey. I'm thankful for uh, my children. I'm thankful yes. for the the Church of God that, the that we have here God. at Life Fellowship yeah. Church. I'm thankful for those of you that are listening to this right now. I mean, we, we are a part of a community together. Yeah, I'm thankful for the freedom we have to worship together. There's nothing like um, the, the freedom of knowing we're not going to be arrested. There's not intense persecution like so many believers face day after day in other parts of the world that we as American Christians just honestly have no ability to relate yeah. to. We just don't even know how blessed we are. Yeah. I'm thankful I got breath in my lungs. I'm thankful that God has given me a clear mind. I'm thankful that God has yes. just blessed Your me health. with my health. and just I, I could go on and on about the things. And when you do, that begins to unblock the ungratefulness yeah. that is in there. And familiarity is one of those things. Things. So come on, everybody. Why don't you go make that post? Here's here's the next one that blocks. That blocks our hearts, and that is lust. Don't let your eyes be distracted. Instead, let's fix our eyes on Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. There is um, no person, there is no thing that can ever satisfy us like Jesus can. And I feel like, you know, now more than ever, the culture that we live in, um, the distractions and the pull on our human hearts and our minds and our focus towards uh, lust is more prevalent than ever. And this is not just sexual. You can, there, there is this lust, this envy for things that you don't, that you don't have. We say it like sure. this. We say that what you look at the longest becomes the strongest. Yes. So what are we... That's a great question I think we can all ask ourselves. What are we looking at? Where is our attention? What is our focus on? Is it on Is it on Jesus? Is it on His, um, His will for our life, His plans for our life? Or is it on everything that we, that we don't have? Are we living in envy and wanting what doesn't belong to us? So... Yeah, so if you feel yourself that you're you're being pulled in this area, I would challenge you check up on the environments that you've been hanging around. What what you look at the longest or what you surround yourself with is yeah. going to create that. That's why it's so important to be in the house of God, to be around other believers, to have that iron sharpen iron and be in a life group and because w- what you surround yourself with is what you will you're going to be gravitating towards is what you're Absolutely. going to be thinking about. Hey, 
you know, there's a verse that I um, just want to read the beginning of it out of 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18. And it, the very first um, part of this sentence actually says, flee from immorality, like run from it. And I think too oftentimes as believers, um, we don't like to admit that we can't stay around that temptation and like that we're not strong enough to overcome it, right? We think like, uh, if I'm in that environment, I can, um, I'm strong enough to say no, or I'm, I won't give in to that weakness or whatever. No, that that's actually n- not winning by saying I'm such a strong Christian. I can withstand the temptation of this lust or fill in the blank, whatever that temptation is for you. But the truth is actually the Lord tells us run from it, flee from it. Like you don't stay there because get we're, your hiney out of there. All human. I remember years fail. ago, I, I used to give my phone number all all the teenagers. Remember we had the, the phone at the house and I, a landline. Yeah, the landline years ago, <laughs> years ago. And so I gave uh, our phone number out to all all the kids, uh, and I just said, hey, if you ever get yourself in a situation and you need to call me, yeah, call me. <laughs> well, I got I got a call one night from one of our, our teenagers, and he called me up. He said, Pastor Chris, it was like 11 o'clock at night. He said, Pastor Chris. I said, what, man? He's like, I'm in a situation, and there's this girl, and oh, my goodness, I really, I, 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 I don't know what to do. And he's telling me all these things. And I said, dude, the Bible says to flee. I said, man, you need to run. He's like, you know, I need to run? I said, run, man. <laughs> <laughs> and this kid said, all right. And all, I mean, he hung up the phone, and he just... He's, literally like ran out the door. He literally ran out the door and started running. So smart. I so smart. It. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I think the yeah, yeah. Where we mess up is by telling ourselves that we can sit and withstand and stay strong and no, run from it. Run from it. All right. Last one. Last one. These have last been great, Tatum. One. Thank you. Okay. So the last heart blockage. Um, laziness. Laziness. Woo. Comes back to um, it almost f- feels like it's a it, like it, it's that boredom again. Yeah, the two go hand well, in hand. Well, there are people that are bored that are still doing things, but laziness means that you have the ability to do something, but you're just not. You're doing not doing it. it. You know, when you find yourself just sleeping so many different hours, and you know the right things to do, that's why you need to have habits in your life. Habits are incredible. In fact, we've said it before, but your habits are stronger than your desires. That's so true. So people have all these... Listen, you can have the great... Every year, people want to have this desire. I'm going to get in shape and you know, in the brand new yeah. year. They but have a desire, but your habits trump it every habits, single time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People say, well, I want to I want to quit smoking. You can have the greatest desire in the world, but because of habits... You have to replace always, yep, the bad habits with healthy ones and actually well, then the habits will discipline. always trump whatever your greatest intentions are. Yeah. And so create habits that will destroy, smash this laziness. You've got too much life to live. You've got too much to pour into your kids, into your family, mm. into there's so much that you can learn, you can grow. There are gifts on the inside of you. You know the Bible tells us in Colossians it says this, whatever you do, Work at it with all your heart as you're working for the Lord, for not uh, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It's to the Lord Christ that you're serving. And for me, that— It says in Proverbs, it says that an idle hands makes a man 
poor. So true. You have incredible opportunity. You know, one of the things that I've taught people through the years, it's the, uh, it's the sixth day principle. So the Bible teaches that, that, that we are to honor the Lord on the Sabbath. And for yeah. most people, you work five days a week, Monday through Friday. That's, that's most, most people. Yep. Not everyone, but most people. Yeah. And then what I encourage people to do, we've done this for, for many years, is that you take that sixth day mm-hmm. and find something that you can do that actually will generate revenue for you. So maybe it's Good. maybe you love painting, maybe you love creating, you know, uh, graphics. Maybe maybe you photography. do photography. Yeah. You, there's something that you can do in that sixth day that actually will benefit. Maybe it's a hobby that you you can learn. You know, I don't know, karate, taekwondo. It's a yeah, anything. Uh, but it's not just letting letting time pass by and not uh, really taking and using all that God's yep. given you to be productive, to do something. Come on, everybody. Let's get involved. Let's make a difference with our lives. Amen. All right, let's get those things unblocked. All right, let's talk about quickly here some mailbag We're going to answer questions. some questions for y'all. All so right. So we received a few. Okay, go ahead, honey. All right, the first... We're gonna, this, is, this is like rapid fire mode here. Rapid fire? <laughs> Duck. <laughs> okay, how do you balance and grow in your relationship with Jesus. So how do you balance your relationship? How do we grow? Someone wants to know, Chris. Okay, I would just encourage you, again, the uh, before God ever created uh, the seed and the plants and the animals and all that, he first created the environment. So the environment is crucial for anything to be able to grow. If you'll notice that in the book of the beginnings uh, in Genesis, it says that God created light and he separated the, the, uh, the, 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 water. the water from yep. the land and he began to create the atmosphere. Yep. And so if you are going to grow, you've got to get yourself in the right atmosphere. And when, it, when you're in the right atmosphere and, and the soil is right yeah. and the atmosphere is right, growth will happen naturally. You won't even have to work at it. And there's so many people that are trying to work at growing. I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. Yeah. You don't have to work at all. The, the, the Christian life is so simple. We've made it so it difficult. It is so simple. I think it comes back it's to create the create environment. Create the environment and then having the having the discipline. It doesn't it, it doesn't mean that Chris and I aren't waiting to feel like praying or waiting to feel like going reading the church, Bible or, or waiting to feel like, yeah, going to church. Connecting in the community or we tithing or no. stretching our faith or reaching out Never. to somebody to pray for them or, I mean, whatever it you is. You don't wait to feel it. We do it because God tells Choices us to Choices lead, it. feelings follow. Yes, you create the discipline. That's what it comes down to. But it's creating in an environment. Yes. And so if you're having a hard time creating your own, come hang out in ours. Sure. Be in, be in the community of other believers, be in life groups, let other people be pouring into. So as that environment becomes created, and and, there, and there's a lot to that, but as, as that begins to happen, the growth, Jesus yep. said, and, all by itself will and happen. And then be consistent. Be consistent yeah. in the environment. Okay. Great question. Here's another one. You want me to read it? Yeah, please. Okay. Um, so this person is a student, and they ask... I love our teenagers. Oh, I love, 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 love you. Me too. Okay, listen, listen up. Here's what they're wondering. Okay. If I can, um, if I tithe, but it's only a few dollars each week, is that good enough? And then they ask, does it even matter? Okay. Let me just encourage you with something. 
God always honors those who are faithful with the small. It starts with the small, right? It always does. The Lord says those who yeah. are faithful, faithful in, in the, the little small things, things then you're going to be, be trusted with, with more. With great things. Yep. And so what you're doing right now is you're developing the habits of putting God first. And I just want to say that I'm so proud of you for even asking this question, wanting to steward your finances in a way that is honoring to the Lord. You're putting your finances in kingdom circulation. Yes. And the the answer is this. It's not the the uh, what the amount means to you. It's actually what the amount means to God. And so when we tithe, it's not based on a, 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 a monetary number. amount. No. Yeah. It's based on a percentage so that it equals the playing field for everybody. Because you have a CEO of a multi-million, you know, million whatever, dollar company, yeah. and a teenager that's working at Chick-fil-A, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's all it's the same. It's that you're honoring God. So whether you're, you're babysitting and you're making a few bucks there, you're pulling aside the first 10%. You're yes. setting it aside, the first, and you are investing that into the kingdom of God. And whether you are a CEO of whatever, and you're bringing home all kinds of stock options and you know bonuses, yep. it's still the it's first the 10%. And let me just say this, as you honor God with what God's given you here, God's going to, he's going to bless you with he's more. He's going to bless you with more. Because he's found someone he can trust. So good. Yep. Well, hey, everybody, this has been an absolute awesome time. Next week, I am so excited because we have our very own Angela Lamond is going to be with us. She's our friend. She is incredible. She is a dietitian. Mm -hmm. She has, uh, she, she's a spokesperson nationally uh, as a nutritionist, also on a statewide level. And she's going to be sharing all kinds of tips. She's going to help us through the holidays. Yeah. Cause Thanksgiving's coming up. We want (laughs) to eat right and be healthy for our kids and our families. And she's going to take the guesswork out of the whole world of nutrition. I think you're going to learn a lot. It's going to be really cool. It's our first interview, and you're going to absolutely love it. So, hey, from from myself and from Tatum, we just want you to know that we love you, and we're so thankful we get the journey with you. God bless you, everybody. Bye-bye.